Welcome in, friends. This is Voice in the Kingdom. We're glad that you're here with us on a Tuesday morning, and we are uh, so grateful for the opportunity uh, to have this particular pulpit of the Lord, and we are so grateful for uh, Brother Jeff Arrington for being on the phone with us all the way from Marshall, Texas, to help teach the kingdom here to our listeners and anybody that comes along the dial and along the live stream. We have Miss Charlotte Nichols here with us, and Brother Jeff, how are you doing this morning all the way from the Lone Star State? We're doing great, brother. The, the kingdom of God is here, and uh, there, there's hope for the future, brother. Amen. Amen. We were talking to Keith Collins yesterday, and that was one of the things he talked about after we went over a couple of articles that he recently had written for Charisma. He he said he was talking about uh, a vision that he had and, and talking about racial harmony. And then he said, you know, even with everything going on, he said, I just feel like uh, the Lord is doing something. Every time something like this happens in our country, there's a, there's a great awakening that comes. And so he was talking about being encouraged despite uh, some of the stuff that we're dealing with right now. So uh, that is one of the benefits of uh, being king, kingdom citizens. Even when it feels like everything else is falling apart, we can be encouraged. That's right. Can you hear me? Uh, you're breaking up a little bit this morning. Yeah, We're getting you pretty clear. We're getting you pretty clear. Okay, I just you just breaking up a little bit. All you right. Know, the kingdom of God is here, and uh, anytime you know, sin abounds, grace more abounds. So uh, there's more God's favor on the earth than ever before. Yeah. So the saints can look to the Lord right now. His grace is abundant. There's an abundance of grace on the earth, so we can look to that throne today. And I'm so glad that we have a throne today that can overrule any natural circumstance. Uh, anywhere on this planet, all we have to do is come boldly before the throne of grace and obtain help in time of need. Brother. Amen. Amen. That's good. And we're going to continue our studies on this, this uh, invisible kingdom and why all the conflict and uh, equipping the saints, uh, how to understand the kingdoms clashing and, and how to uh, equip them to engage the enemy properly. And know that, like I said, we have a throne, see, that overrules uh, natural thrones and natural dominions and powers. So uh, the God of heaven, hallelujah, That's right. is, is our Lord. Amen. So, Miss Charlotte, how you doing? Uh, I am blessed and highly favored and ready here to advance the kingdom, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Yes, that's right. I am, too. I am, too. Uh, we live in some trying times and uh but you know i believe with all my heart god has equipped us for this hour uh the bible says in esther that we're coming to the kingdom for such a time as this Amen. i believe the lord has hit us out for this hour and uh it's time to bring forth those he's trained by his own spirit and uh he's disciplined and trained and raised up for this hour so i'm excited about uh the time that we live in uh according to our generation knowing that God has always will leave himself a witness in the earth. That's right. Yeah. Uh, concerning uh, his righteousness. Amen. Uh, it, you have so to we're going to continue our studies out of Ephesians again. Okay. Uh, if you have your Bibles, you want to study along with us, and you guys can chime me anytime you want. But we'll go back to uh, Ephesians chapter 6 here. You know, why all the conflict, why all the... You know, the, the adversary is battling. He's, he's coming against the things of God and righteousness and 
but it's written in God's word. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's foretold that there will be trouble. But, you know, I, I thank God that he knows the end from the beginning. Amen. So uh, we see here in Ephesians 6, uh, let's start at verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Then Paul begins to tell them to put on the armor of God. Now, in his day, uh, he used all the Roman gear and what they wore, but let's get to the meat of it, what he's talking about. He says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand. The word stand means to resist, uh, to stand against. So we know that Paul is saying, when you put this armor on, <clears throat> it's going to cause you to be able to stand an evil time. So he says in verse 14, stand there for having your own girded about with truth. In other words, you have to renew your mind to the kingdom of God. We've got to understand that it's God's word that's able to renew our mind to the mind of Christ. So we see that. And he talks about the breastplate of righteousness, understanding that that Christ is our righteousness, understanding that the twofold purpose of righteousness, it has to do with giving us a foundation, a brand-new foundation. We're not the same. If you're born again, then you've received something, a gift called righteousness. Christ took sin, your sins away from you and made you right and gave you a foundation to stand on. Mm-hmm. This is what's going to cause us to stand in the evil day. Then he talks about the preparation of the gospel. The gospel of peace comes when we come under God's government. The increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. That's why Satan is attacking government. That's right. Authority. He wants to remove our peace. He wants chaos in the land. That's the fruit of the enemy. See, that's yeah. the fruit of this renegade enemy that we'll talk about here in a minute. Then he goes on to say, he talks about the shield of faith, kingdom faith, uh, confidence in who God is, God is able to do. And then he talks about, you know, being able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now, all this it deals with uh, renewing your mind, coming into the understanding that we're not in a religion, we're in a kingdom. And that's the paradigm shift that we have to make in the body of Christ. We're not in a religion, we're in a kingdom. And there's clashing of kingdoms. And God set us here for a purpose, the church, the ecclesia, the called out one. We're set here not to be religious, but to, to occupy and to stand in a place in the spirit where Satan cannot execute uh, his will on the earth. We're here to resist Satan, to resist darkness, and then all the stand, stand anyway, glory to God. Amen. But he goes on to talk about salvation and, and then the sword of the Spirit, understanding the Word, how to become a master swordsman in the Word, how to use the Word properly, understanding the dispensations of time so we can use the Word in the right way. And uh, what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of people, you know, they'll pray for God to do things he's already done. So we've got to learn how to enforce uh, 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 the victory on Calvary. Yes. He said he's finished. So we've got to learn how to enforce that by yielding the word properly. Then it says praying with all prayer. Of course, kingdom prayer, governmental prayer, intercessory prayer, all prayer in the spirit for all things. So we'll be discussing all of that today. Yes. Mm. 
Well, it's it's a time that we needed. Miss Charlotte, do you have something to yeah, add? Uh, yeah, just as he's saying, is that what we believe determines how we live, and what we believe determines what we will accomplish in the kingdom. Mm. Correct? That's it. Yes. That's what you're so trying to do. to be a paradigm shift, Miss Charlotte. That's right. I had to do that. I did it in the 80s, and I really realized a whole lot. I got set free from a lot of the, a lot of the religious uh, um, uh, the religious that I was put under. But I overcame it because you said something so important that all the fiery darts, he didn't say part of them, he said all of them. That's right. <laughs> so take that in That's today. It. Take that in today. <laughs> Amen. What does that have to do with equipping, again, the saints, yes. understanding the armor of light and how to stand in an evil day? Amen. Now, we've been birthed into a warfare, and that's what we'll talk about today, that begun in heaven again. We'll go over that, that this war, this conflict, it, it began uh, in in the heavenlies, not on the earth, but but now it's on the earth. So we have to know as, as spiritual people what we're up against and yeah. what we're wrestling against. So. Yeah. We'll discuss that here in a minute. Yeah, and, and that's why, you know, a lot of the rhetoric is the same. It, it, you know, it keeps it's a cyclical thing. It, you know, the devil didn't come up with no new tricks. He's just bringing the same one back. Right. He's just bringing the same ones yeah. back around on a culture that's decided to ignore uh, that history uh, that we, we should have, uh, even, even in our government, in our schools, that's been taken out. That's why that's been a methodical uh, removal through right. all of this time. And uh, like you pointed out yeah. last week, you, you pointed out, you know, that's why there's such uh, a, uh, a come against police right now because they have that badge that says official authority right there on it. Uh, anything official that's authority. Exactly right. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that was kind of an eye opener. You know, I never really thought about it like that until you pointed out, you know, obviously I knew the police were under attack, but that, that really taking it down to the bare bones of why that is, it's not just. Yeah. Uh, what they want us to look at in statistics and all this stuff that they want to manipulate to let us hear it. It's just about authority, period. Uh, and it's uh, yeah. it's crazy. That's, man. that's exactly right, because God is authority. And looking behind the scenes, Satan is, is attacking. He wants to remove restraint. Mm -hmm. So lawlessness can prevail because he's a lawless spirit. So he has to remove uh, those in authority first, attack them and bring them down so he can execute chaos and lawlessness yeah well we're we're an evil spirit and we'll talk about that today. yeah we're we're seeing it rampant that's for sure all right we're going to step aside uh for this break and we're going to come back with some more get into a little bit more of this here with brother jeff arrington and miss uh charlotte nichols here on voice Welcome back. We're here on Voice in the Kingdom, and we have Brother Jeff Arrington on the phone from Marshall, Texas, uh, giving us uh, some knowledge from the Word on the Kingdom and talking about uh, even amongst the backdrop of some of this stuff. It's not nothing new. We've talked about it a lot here recently. This is, this is uh, a cyclical attack by the enemy that has uh, been planned out for a long time. It's just coming to fruition because of what's at stake uh, coming up in November. Brother Jeff, I'm going to bring you back in right here and, uh, you know, just talking about this. Again, we're in this clash of kingdoms. It, it seems like we talk about it a lot, but it, I, I think it's hammering it home for that remnant that we've been talking about, too. Yeah, the remnant has to understand what's going on behind the scenes. See? 
And uh, the thing about it, we have an invisible government at our disposal if we understand how to implement and execute the, all the laws of the spirit when it comes to this government. And one thing we have to understand is renegade spirit, which is Satan. He, he wants to high place. He wants to be like the most high. He wants to exalt his throne. He wants to high place. And we know there's an election coming up. It's not so much about uh, uh, Donald Trump and all this. It's about that seat that's available that's coming up. Seat. That's it. Trump, Donald Trump wouldn't even be mentioned if he wasn't president. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't even be in the news. It's not about him personally. It's about that seat of authority. And see, that's what we have to understand. Satan loves the high place. He wants the seat of authority so he can influence the nations. That's what Revelation talks about. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why there was war in heaven, see, because he wants to exalt his throne. He wants the throne of, he wants the place of influence. And see, that presidency, that seat is a place of influence, right? Mm-hmm. And see, you got to understand, officers, police officers are, 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 are places of influence. They represent restraint, authority. That seat in our government, that presidential seat, represents authority. Well, he understands that high place. And that's why he's pulling out all the tricks and all the all the tricks out of his bag to deceive people. And the sad thing about it, a lot of the church people, a lot of the born-again people are deceived. That's right. See, because we don't understand the spirit world and what's going on behind the scenes. See? Yeah. But there is a remnant. Like you said, there is a remnant. That's listening to the voice of the Lord. They're seeing this this angel behind the scene that's influencing all this chaos and all this misunderstanding. And in Revelation chapter 12, let's look at this. It says, uh, verse 7, and there was war in heaven. Now, why was there war in heaven? Well, Ezekiel 28 tells us, uh, Ezekiel 28 verse 15 tells us why there was war in heaven. And it deals with uh, there was an angel that was perfect in all his ways, the Bible says, until lawlessness, iniquity was found in him. And what happened from there, he began to, to uh, look at himself and begin to be, become prideful and arrogant. The Bible says he became lifted up in his own beauty and was corrupt in his own wisdom and his own brightness. Now, this angel served the Lord for many, many years. We don't know how long he served the Lord until iniquity was found. Lawlessness, rebellion was found in his heart. Hmm. So what happened? He began to declare war in the heavens. Uh, and then we pick the story up in uh, Isaiah. It says that he began to say in his own heart, he's going to exalt his throne even above the most high. <laughs> he's going to be like God. There's that seat of power and, uh, again. Huh? So there's that seat of power again. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Always looking for the high place, right? Yeah. That's right. Always going out to the high place, the throne. And we know the highest place in America right now is what? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the presidency, right? That's yeah, right. That's it. The highest place of influence is the presidency. If he can get that, he can influence what our government, our schools, our churches. Everything that runs this country, see, he can alter and change, see, after him and, and, and remove it from the ancient landmarks of the father that, that feared God and loved God and loved the word of God. So he's moving, moving. Over the years, you can see him working to remove prayer out of school, 
to remove, uh, uh, you know, Bible teaching out of school, see, to emphasize uh, our knowledge and all this other stuff, wisdom that, that's not God. See, he's bringing all this philosophy and all this stuff into our schools and our universities, see, removing the Word of God out, slowly but surely. Yes, now we're reaping a, a crop of children who have no understanding of truth. That's right. Right? That's right. Because the Word of God is clear that our Word is true, see. That's right. And they had no understanding of wisdom because the beginning of wisdom and knowledge is the fear of the Lord. They have no fear of the Lord at all because we haven't put God in their conscience. Mm. We're teaching all this other foolishness and not laying that foundation uh, that the Word of God is final authority. Satan knows that. So what does he do? He removed the Word of God. He removed the, the, the landmarks. He removed this, this the moral compass where our children can have something to base their behavior on, see. Right. And That's uh, right. we got a teaching called, you know, uh, discipleship teaching, and uh, it deals with behavior conduct. Mm. It has to do with behavior and conduct. And this is where God emphasized character more than talent or, or gifting. But see, in the, even in the body of Christ, we emphasize more the gift yeah. than the character. I was going to say that's that. Out of order. That's right. I was going to say that's really really where it is, and what we've been, and we talked to yesterday about this too is is the the lack of discipleship over the last several generations because it's become so much about uh, you know no one thinking that you're supposed to be in ministry just because your parents were, or that's what I'm supposed to do because I went to a Christian school. Not having an actual calling, going to a seminary, nothing wrong with that, but going to a seminary, going to some kind of training and coming out and, and, and being the shepherd of a flock and not being ready to disciple yet. Right, having process. And see that we, we skip all these steps of the Lord, this processing of God. And anytime you take a shortcut in God, you become a false whatever. See, you can be a false apostle because you took a shortcut in your training. You, you weren't ready, and you're not ready. So you become a false apostle. You become a false teacher, a false apostle, and don't even know it because you took shortcut. We have to let God allow the Lord to train. See? That's right. And allow the Lord to bring up sons and daughters into his kingdom. Amen. His Ms. way. Ms. Charlotte. So we, all, we add all these additives and all these yeah. quick, you know, uh, Two or three years in a seminar, and next thing you know, you over a congregation. Really, Miss <laughs> Charlotte's oh, got something to add right here. And he's talented and gifted. And next thing you know, they set him before the people. Yeah. Well, I believe that uh, religion has uh, failed the, uh, took the generation that was to follow the truth and began to mix it with religion and not giving them the true facts of the kingdom. Yeah. And therefore, yes. they're like sheep, you know, wandering. And so they hook on to something that sounds good, but is, is deceptive. Yeah. And so, you know, you know. See, that's not, yeah. And, and excellent. You, See, that's yeah. what that's why the kingdom is here. And God's looking for kingdom kingdom minded people. He's trying to bring in a kingdom culture. Mm -hmm. Right. The way, of, the way of the kingdom. So he deals with character first. That's right. And, you know, Jesus, even at 12, had to go home. To, that's the pattern. <laughs> That's right. Because he was premature. He was That's premature. right. But we get so caught up with the gift things and the anointing. Uh, 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 we, we take these shortcuts, and, and, and people are not processed by God. And so we have a lot of immaturity in the body of Christ. And we know with that, you can easily be tossed to and fro, see, by That's every right. wind of doctrine. That's right. And if that's you're not rooted happened. and grounded in the Word, disciple, trained, see, and submitted yourself that's that to somebody maybe more experienced, you know, that can can bring you up into some fatherhood principles, you know, and 
that's what Ron and I, Miller, we talked about when we first met about fatherhood principles, and mm-hmm. they're true. You need you need men of God who have gone before you that can impart some things, see, yeah, and help right. with the development of character and disposition. And uh, because the grace, the gift is there by God, it's going to be there. But God wants that character developed, so when the temptation comes, so you can overcome Satan because he's coming. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I see. There's so many of our men of God are falling, seeing trapped by Satan, they don't know it, and adultery and all this, uh, our money game and all this stuff because they're not understanding, see, the way of the Lord. And this all deals with the dragon. And uh, the next session we'll talk about where he is now. There was war in heaven, but that war is over with. That's right. Yeah. That war didn't last too long. Uh, <laughs> Jesus said, I, I saw Satan, and uh, he fell like lightning. Yeah, that's real quick. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty quick, when you think? That's right. No negotiation. <laughs> yeah, you try to take on the most high God, you know, it's just, just a flash of light cutting on a light bulb, and you, you're right. gone. <laughs> <laughs> so you... he, he's not in heaven anymore. That war didn't last too long. Yeah. Well, he's not seated with him, but we are. Hey, there it is. <laughs> Amen. So I want to discuss that 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 dragon, and and the scripture says that in Ezekiel, that that he's upon the earth right now, and Isaiah says that he's fallen to the earth, and uh, right here we're going in this closing this out. It says that he prevailed not, neither was there a place found any more in heaven, yeah. and that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil. Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he's cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Where are they? They're on the earth. <laughs> They're the ones behind the scene causing all the havoc and all the the, the, the the destruction. That's the spirit of the of the devil. He's behind that. And see, we got to unmask him because preachers don't preach about him anymore. That's it. Yeah. Man. But there is a devil, and he has angels, and they are influencing mankind. They are, and they're organized. Yes, very organized, highly organized. Yes, they're very, very more organized than than, than what people realize. Yeah, yeah, that's whew, there's a lot to that. Well, uh, it looks like we're at a spot where we can take ourselves a break, and uh, we're going to come back here at the top of the hour. We still have Brother Jeff Arrington with us, and uh, Brother Jeff is uh, – this next segment, we got a whole 30 minutes with no breaks or nothing coming, yes. so that's when we really Amen. get to get that rhythm going. Uh, so <laughs> All right. That's what preachers – the preachers that come on here, that's what they really like, man. They really don't – they don't want to have to take those breaks, so we get that full 30 minutes coming up. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we'll be right back here on Voice in the Kingdom. Don't go away on the Box 2 Radio network the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he maketh me to lie down in green pastures he leadeth me beside the still waters he restoreth my soul he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for thou art with me Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The 23rd Psalm. Good news from Box 2 Radio Network. 
And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise you shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Numbers 6, 22 through 26. Box 2 Radio Network. Welcome back in, folks. We are here on the Box 2 Radio Network for Voice in the Kingdom here on Tuesday morning. We're grateful for the opportunity uh, Monday through Friday to be here 7 to 9 a.m. And on Tuesdays, we have uh, Brother Jeff Arrington all the way from Texas on the phone with us and uh, imparting some kingdom wisdom. And we have Miss Charlotte here uh, in the studio with us. And uh, again, uh, Brother Whitney is still traveling, so we're praying for covering for him and his family as they travel and have opportunity to unplug and have some vacation time with each other. And uh, we're grateful for uh, their ministry here, but they're taking a break. So we've got Miss Charlotte here with us and uh, Brother Jeff as well, getting into some good stuff here this morning, talking about uh, when we right before the break, we're talking about how uh, that that battle didn't last too long in heaven when it was time uh, for that high seat. Uh, God took care of business quick, and uh, the the dragon fell. So that's where we left off right yeah. before the break. He fell, and his angels fell with him. Now the Bible says he took a third of the stars. We understand that that was a third of the angels. They were deceived by him. He's that good. And uh, you can imagine, you know, they saw the glory of God. They, they, they saw, you know, all the splendor and glory, and they still were deceived. This guy's pretty good. Yeah. Revelation says he deceived the whole nation. The whole nations are deceived by him. And uh, this influence hit the earth. And uh, when God created Adam, and we know what happened, the serpent was there, and he began to deceive Adam and Eve. And that, and that self-same spirit, see, of rebellion. And this is the problem. Let's get to the root of the problem. Uh, the root of the problem is rebellion. Rebellion against what? Rebellion against divine government. God's yeah. government is divine. It's him. Yeah. He's always been a king and always will be. He sits on the throne. There ain't nothing anybody can do about it. God is a king. Yeah. And he sits on the throne. And he had a runaway angel trying to usurp his place. And that same spirit fell to the earth. And what did Adam do? He turned over the earth by rebellion to, to Satan. Now, in 1 John 5, 19, the Bible says, and we know that we are of God and the whole world live in wickedness. One translation, under the rule of the wicked one. See, the whole world is under the rule of the wicked one. Paul called him the God of this world, has blinded the minds, and Jesus came back and said the prince of this world. So he has authority in this world. Now, it's not the true authority, it's usurped authority. And, and he deceives the nation, see, with his influence. And what what God had, had to do, we find out in the scriptures. Uh, let's read one scripture here I want to share with you. God had a problem because this renegade spirit that tried to take over heaven, and boy, that was a mistake, has come down now with his influence upon the earth rim. And Adam made a mistake by coming under that influence when it says that uh, he tricked Eve into... Uh, uh, denying God and picking up self-government, self-initiation. Uh, uh, and what happened, the whole human race 
was plunged into darkness, see? Yeah. And uh, instead of living from the tree of life, they begin to live from their own knowledge, see? Mm -hmm. And we begin to make our own judgments and our own knowledge. And we see the result of that, and we're still <laughs> eating the fruit of it. I was going to say, it, here, isn't it amazing? Uh, isn't it amazing that self-awareness was the issue then, and it's still something that is, I mean, that's what everybody talks about now, too. It's the same thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> self-awareness that's the that's it the pleasures of the self that's what that's what got the romans that's what they were dealing with same same thing same yeah. tricks yeah so, so we see that it was self-government that was introduced to, to adam and eve think about yourself and that's what he did in him he thought about himself he said i will the five i wills in, in, in isaiah 14 i will i will i will it does itself self-government self-initiation see we see this in our world today we can trace all of the humanity's problems. It goes back to self-government, self-governing. When we were all under God's rule, it was under his government and his right. And uh, there was peace and harmony. And here comes Satan, the serpent, the dragon, the thieves, Eve, and Adam. They turned the whole human race government under under Satan. Now the whole world is under his rule, see. Mm. But we have a, a solution. Jesus knew it and catch God off guard at all. He understood uh, what was happening before it happened. And we see this in, uh, let's see, uh, let's go to First John 3, First John 3, verse 8. Verse 8 says that he that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned when from the beginning, from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the work of the devil. Mm. Now, what is the work of the devil? Rebellion, right? Rebellion to divine government, to divine authority. That's the issue. That's the root of the problem. That's why God had to send his son, see? It wasn't just to save us from hell. It wasn't just to save us to go to heaven. It was to right this rebellion, bring us under the kingdom of God. When? Now, those that will submit to him, mm. see? Every heart that will come back to him and submit to him is able now to be born of his spirit and come back under divine government. And when you come under divine government, you automatically come into a peace that this world cannot give you. See? The peace. Because that divine government brings you into rest. And God's responsible for your life. God's responsible for where you work, where you go, your money, your finances. God is responsible. You become a kingdom citizen. I heard you say that this morning, right? That's yeah. right. Right, Quincy? Yes, sir. You become a, a kingdom citizen. Now your economy is from above and not from beneath. That's right. So Jesus has come to destroy the works of the devil, the fruit of the devil. Now, it says right here in uh, the same chapter, we can see some of the fruit of the devil. By, let's read uh, verse 11 and 12. It says, For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that you should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him, because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. So we see from the beginning the fruit of this evil spirit working in the children of, of, of Adam and Eve. Murder. He murdered his own brother. See, this is the fruit. And what do we see in our day? If you could on the news, there's murders every day. That's it. Every day. Right? That's right. And, and now you see that they're attacking the authority. They're attacking 
the police officer, not personally, but because of what they stand for. See, the police officers stand for, for for law and order. Well, that's God's kingdom. He comes to order. Jesus said in, in, in Isaiah 9 that he's come to order and to establish his kingdom. There's not going to be chaos in God's kingdom. In heaven, I guarantee you there's no disorder. There's no uprising. I guarantee you, Quincy, there's no protest. That's in it. About nothing. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, it got it got quelled there's that one time. Thing. Yeah. Huh? I said it got quelled that one time. It ain't happening again. It ain't happening. I'm telling you. Yeah. There's complete harmony to the purpose and the will of God in heaven. Now Christ has come to do the same thing on the earth. He says, When you pray, pray, our Father, which are in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom, thy divine government, thy divine rule, thy divine sovereignty. Come, come yeah, to the earth yes. as it is in heaven. What's in heaven? Divine government. What's in heaven? Harmony, oneness. See, and God wants to establish from each heart to heart. That's why He was saving men one at a time. See, to bring back that divine government to the earth realm, which Satan has plunged into chaos. See. And that's why it's not Donald Trump personally. It's what that he sits on, that presidential seat of authority. That's what Satan wants. See, yeah. it could be anybody that, that's president. He would want that seat. He wants a man in there where he can influence, a man in there where he can execute his will. Yeah. Satan. God it. wants a man to execute his will. And see, the body of Christ got to know the difference, see. That's right. And we got to know where God is and who God has selected. Who's God's hands upon? You know, I hear a lot of Christians say, well, God has nothing to do. Let, let me tell you, God is authority. He's ruled. That's why the chaos, the conflict. Who's going to rule this nation? The wicked or the righteous? That's it. That's always been the question. Well, Christ has come to, to raise up a righteous generation, right? And this is where we come in as the church, the ecclesia. So we got to understand who we are. We're not a religious organization, and, and going about our organizational purposes has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. The church, let's go back to Christ and his mind now. Let's go back to his mind. We don't have to read it. You know the scripture out of Matthew uh, 16, 17, 18, 19. He asked the question, who do men say that I am? Right? That's right. Some say that thou art teacher, rabbi, all that stuff in the flesh. But the revelation, the light came to Peter, and God the Father revealed to Peter the real purpose of Christ and who he was. Thou art Christ, the anointed king, son of the living God. Now we stepped over into the mind of God. Now if you study the scriptures carefully, two things Satan hated about the Lord Jesus. The first one, that he was a king, if you study the scriptures. The Romans, Pilate asked him, are you a king? He said, for this end was I born, of course I'm a king. Now, they crucified him because Romans said, no, Caesar's the only king. The Jews got a hold of him, and they said, now, are you the son of God? Yes, I'm the son of God. Now they're going to crucify him because he made himself the son of God. So we see the world government crucified him because he said he was a king. Yeah. What a religious world rulers crucified him because he said he was the son of God. Now, this is the important thing we have to understand. The ecclesia was birthed 
in governmental power, see, not in religious, uh, uh, you know, garb and all this, this religious stuff that, that we've created. The ecclesia, he said, upon this rock, because you see, Peter, that I'm a king and that I'm the son of God, I'm going to build me a body of believers or sons and daughters that understand that they have the self-same spirit that I have. See, he knew that he came from a, a, a kingship, a king. And he knew that he could impart that to his body, that we are not powerless people. See, we have influence. Thank you know that. That's why he hates the true church, the true ecclesia. He don't mind us having religious uh, get-togethers and religious games and play all this stuff. Just stay out of my kingdom. Let's see what he wants. Stay out of my kingdom. Yeah, that's but it. But the true ecclesia, we can't help but stay in his kingdom and in his face. That's why Jesus said, the gates of hell will not prevail. Against what? Our religious doctrines? No. Against the true sons and daughters of the Most High God. That's right. Yeah. Notice, the gates of hell, whatever Satan has schemed and planned against your life, it cannot prevail. Whatever he's come up with against your children, it cannot prevail. If you understand your influence, see, who you are. If you understood your identity, and that's the problem with the body of Christ, we identify with gifts and, and anointings, and we don't identify with who we came from, see, our origin. It's from God, yeah. the Father. Yeah, that's it. And our emphasis should be, see, relational with him more than outward religion and outward miracles, see. See, we get validation through works when we should get validation through who we are, right? That's, that's right. Because right. he came to my us. My validation comes from who I am in God, not my gifting and what I do for yes. God. Yeah, he came to us, and he is still with us today. Yes. 24 and hours, seven days a week. It, yeah. See, of sonship and who we are in God. See, now we put that whole armor on and stand against Satan in this evil day. And Amen. the same purpose, Jesus, for this purpose, the Son of God was made manifest. Why was the church, why is the church here on the earth? <clears throat> to destroy oh, the works of the, the devil. devil. Yes. Right? We are his body, are we not? The church, which is his That's body. That's right. Right. We're here to destroy the works of the devil. Right. He's head and of the church. what are his works? That's right. His <laughs> They're work. everywhere. They're everywhere. everywhere. Yes. My Lord in heaven. Yeah. Yes. There's so much divorce, so much heartache, killing babies. I mean, all that stuff. All of that. All yes. that. It's the work of the devil. That's right. That's right. And he doesn't want the Christians, see, to, to get the high place. See, he wants the high place. And I believe with all my heart, if we put the right men and women in place, then we can change all these demonic laws and agendas. We can overthrow the killing of babies. That's Roe right. Versus we can overthrow that. See? If the church understood who we are and begin to pray God's will on the earth, see, that's the most important thing. If we begin to lock, to lock, lock shields and begin to pray God's will on the earth all over America right now, there ain't no demon in hell can stop God's will. It's the most powerful force in the earth. That's why Jesus said, when you pray, pray the will of God on the earth. Satan cannot stop it, see. But God has to have a mouthpiece, right? That's right. He has to have somebody to, to decree and declare it, see. And then he can execute it. And as for me, I want to be a mouthpiece for the Lord. You said it because I want to speak God's will on the earth as it is in heaven. 
Now, like I said, what's in heaven? Harmony, unity, no rebellion, no uprising, no protesting in heaven. You forget that, right? Right. Well, when we bring his government to the earth, and he did through Jesus Christ, Isaiah said, unto us, all right, a son was, I mean, a child was born, a son was given, God's government. Upon his shoulder is the government of God. Well, he brought it to the earth realm. And all of us that recognize it and submit to that, we take upon us a governmental anointing. See? Not a religious anointing, Charlotte. You have a governmental anointing. To do what? To deal with principalities and power. That's right. And when we come together in agreement concerning our cities, our states, our nation, we have a great impact in the spirit world. See, in the spirit world. That's right. Now, Satan wants to keep us blind to this. He don't want this on the radio. He don't want this going out <laughs> because he wants people to stay ignorant. See? That's right. That's right. And uh, ignorance deals with darkness, darkness. But in Colossians 1.13, let's look at that. Colossians 1.13. Familiar scripture. Let's read 12 first. Giving thanks unto the Father which have made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, see, understanding. He told Nicodemus, you can't see, you can't understand anything unless you're born of the Spirit. Hmm. See, we're partakers of this because we have the life of God, which brings life. Who have delivered us from the power of ignorance, (laughs) darkness, right? (laughs) That's right. And has translated us into what? See? That's right. A kingdom that has no end to it, right? That's right. Has no end. In other words, a future that's unshakable. When you say the kingdom of God, you're talking about something that's unshakable, unmovable, cannot be stopped. The kingdom of God. That's right. So when we enter into that, when we step into that, our future becomes certain. See? And and there's nobody can stop it. No devil, no demon, Quincy, can stop you and your family when you submit to the kingdom of God. That's it. And that's why I don't shake and, and, and quiver with what I see the media saying, everybody saying, no, 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 the church, the ecclesia is on the ground, baby. We're here. And as long as we here, Satan can't take over. He can't. That's right. He knows that. He knows that. He can't take over because the true light is here. Now, when God takes us out the way, that's another story. But as long as we're here, we resist the devil, and he will flee. See? We cannot stay in ignorance. We cannot stay in the darkness of our own minds and paradigms. We have to be assured that the church, the true ecclesia, is governmental by origin. By origin. The church was birthed governmentally, not religiously. Yes. See, mm. we got to change clothes here. Take off these Babylonian religious clothes and put on the armor of God. Mm. Our war clothes, right? Mm. That's right. We never take them off. That's it. And the, the, other thing about, the, uh, the other thing about when they got to Babylon was not just a difference in clothes. They tried to change their names. That's right. That's what I mean. Hey. They changed the names, changed the clothes, changed the food, changed everything. That's right. That's it. That's it. Realign you with their thinking. Yeah. Mm, that sound familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a little familiar. I don't know. Yeah. We, have to, we have to realize it's a yeah. visible and invisible. Yeah. Here yes. on the thrones of dominion. Yeah. Right. But we see from the book of Daniel, though, it's all about kingdom. If you read that book of Daniel. Yes, all about it. It's all about the kingdom of God, his government, see. And uh, it links right to Revelation Daniel when it comes to God's government. 
But paradigm shift. There has to be a paradigm shift yeah. in the body of Christ. And that's yeah. what we hear. Yeah. Remove our emphasis on ministry, our emphasis on obedience to the Father. Absolutely. And once we come in obedience, it will set in motion our ministry, our serving. But we got it out of order. That's right. And, and religion teaches you to, to work for God. But the kingdom teaches you to submit to God by first order. See, we submit by first order our lives, and God begins to deal with us, chasing us as a father, right? Scourges us as a father, receives us as sons, and he begins to do all that marvelous work, both to will and to do, of his good pleasure. And they say, you know, we, we become a bona fide, I mean, son of the living God. Mm. And nobody can figure us out. See, wherever I go, people don't understand. The reason why I only use titles is because uh, I, I don't go by a title. I go by who I, my name. My name is Jeff. See, I don't need a title. I have my gift. I'm very confident in the grace that God has given me. See, as a seer, prophet, all that stuff, that's fine. But that's not my identity. See, mm. yeah, that's right. And, and the body of Christ, see, you have to put a name up there to give you some prestige. See, <laughs> I don't right. need that. I'm not hating on anybody else, but I don't need no title because I know who I am. Amen. Absolutely. See, and you know what backs you up. I believe, <laughs> Charlotte, I believe when we stand before the Lord Jesus, he's going to call us by our name, not by our gift. That's right, not by our title, knowing that we were good and See? faithful servants. I know what I've inherited <laughs> from yeah. him. <laughs> and so he's gonna strip us all of that, all of that stuff before our name and say, "No, you're my son. Come forth." See, and this is where we have to understand that that our identity is not in our gifting. That's it's right. In who we are. It's in who we are and who our is origin. in us. Yes. Yes, our origin is we came from God, born of God, and this is where the power is. Understanding kingship and priesthood. When we talk about it, that we are kings and priests. That's it. Right. Of the Most High God. And uh, God is one of the nation of kings and priests, not a selected uh, uh, a group of ministers, professional ministers. That's right. Professional preachers. No, he wants a kingdom of priests who are able to understand their assignment, who are able to stand in the gap, who are able to understand how to deal with Satan. See, on a large scale, see, this expands his his capabilities when the, when the nation of God understand who they are and not just a select few. Right, Let's absolutely. See. And if we come to the agreement that God is sending kings and priests all over the body of Christ, we're all kings and priests. See, Satan knows he's in trouble. Yeah. Because no longer do you have to, you know, call the pastor or whoever. You can stand in the gap for that sick person. That's mm. right. Yeah. You, you can go to the hospital and lay hands on them, right? That's right. <laughs> Right, and, and command right. that disease out of them, yes. You don't have, That's right. You don't have to call the pastor, right? No, you don't have to go through any, any protocol other than what the king of kings has told us to do. Yes, yeah, as a kingdom of priests. Now, there's divine order. There's authority in our fellowships. I understand order. On it. Yeah. But we've got to understand his government. Now, we're going to get on that another time. But right now, I just want to say that, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's, That's right. right. Waste a lot and of time. Jesus said flesh and blood. He told Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you. Right. These, these are spiritual kingdoms clashing. That's it. He said flesh and blood. The church is a spiritual organization. It's, it's not a, a, a natural religious organization, but a spiritual organism, if you will, something that's living and alive. 
Yeah, right. and, that, and it's real. It's real in God's eye. Our connection in spirit, Quincy, is real in God's eye. That's right. See? Well, that that's that scripture. Sees the body of Christ. When he sees us, he sees his body. That's it. Yeah. Remember, he told Saul, "Why you persecute me?" Mm-hmm. Before before he became Paul, he said, "Why you persecute me?" <laughs> well, because Christ believed that he has a body on the earth, that's right. and he rebuked Paul. Saul before he became Apostle Paul. That you look, you messing with me when you mess with me. <laughs> that's it. That's right. You're... And that's not a good place to be in, is it? <laughs> that's right. See all these haters that hate the body of Christ. That's not a good place to be. No, absolutely not. The sons of God, because we have a covenant. It goes back to Abraham. He said, "I'll bless those that bless you, and I'll curse those that curse you." So it's a dangerous thing to, to, to deal with the body of Christ wrongfully. Right. And I, I believe God's going to really bring vindication to the body of Christ here in the next year. See, with all of the, 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 the lawlessness we see, I believe there's going to be a great vindication here short from the Lord. Now, I know other prophets are prophesying doom and doom, and I understand that. But the scriptures is clear that we're in a dispensation of grace, right? That's right. And I know what grace is. It's divine influence, first of all, from the heavens. If you read the definition, grace is divine influence of God from the heavens upon the hearts of men. And that's faith, where he influences our hearts to do right. That's grace. Grace is not here to justify sin. Grace is here to help us to do what's right. That's right. And we're in that dispensation of grace where God's divine favor is upon the body of Christ. He's not angry with us. He's not mad. As a matter of fact, he's favoring us. Yeah. And this is a good time to get born again. It's a good time to receive Jesus Christ. If you're out there, if you haven't received the Lord, it's a good time to, to receive him into your life and let him begin a new work in you. Yeah. You become that new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. And don't worry about your past. He paid for that. That's See? right. There ain't nothing you can do about your past, but you can do something about your now and your future. Those that are listening right now. This is the kingdom. It's come. The kingdom of God is here. It's available. And see, one thing I knew, though, uh, Quincy, we're going to be judged based upon our opportunity. That's the kingdom. We have an opportunity. Remember the Bible says that in the old days that, that Jesus came to his own and his own received him? Not. Not. That's right. So they're going to be judged based upon opportunity. That's right. It. Yeah. That's right. He told a woman, well, girl, if you just knew who was talking to you, <laughs> you have an opportunity to drink from this well that you'll never thirst again. That's right. But thank God she did. Yeah. Thank God she she, she gave in to the master and, and the whole city got saved. That's right. The one drink, amen? Yeah. That's right. Whew. One drink of this well can change the whole city. Exactly. Mm. All you had to do was drink it. Yeah. He's so powerful. One little drink. And I'm telling you, if you're not saved today, if you're not in Christ today, it's an opportunity. Absolutely. Don't bypass your opportunity. Because I'm telling you, we're going to be judged based upon opportunity. And this is the dispensation of grace. Of grace. Now, there's something at work in the earth called the mystery of iniquity. It says in 2 Thessalonians, if you look at me, read your Bible, 2 Thessalonians. It says the mystery of iniquity, which is the mystery of lawlessness, is already at work. And we see that there's a, a lawlessness that's hidden 
agenda of Satan that's at work in our nation right now. And he's using all types of fronts, like, you know, Black Lives Matter. That's a front. Behind that is a mystery of iniquity and lawlessness. He hides behind the, the, the statement that Black Lives Matter. And a lot of naive Christians and a lot of naive people are buying into that. That I call it a noema. A noema is a is a, a strategy, not a strategy. I'm saying a scheme of Satan that's hidden. He has a noema called black. And then what it is is it fronts itself like it's true, but behind it is a nest of demons that's trying to get an agenda across. That's right. And if you study their root, if you go to their root and study the the origin of this organization. You can see what I'm talking about. Yeah, on, Don't be naive, body of Christ. That's right. On, on Thursday, we're going to have a guest, Larry Gators, that's going to dive into that with us. And uh, he's been making the rounds of, of uh, pulling the curtain back on that for people. Bishop Larry Gators is going to be on with us on Thursday. Yes. Fine. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to make see, a, We can't be so gullible. Go ahead, Mr. Yeah, go I, ahead, I was Mr. thinking, you know, he fell with one third. And angels yeah. do not reproduce. But the population mm-hmm. of this earth has reproduced. But... I see because of the ignorance of the kingdom, the generation that we have today, the, uh, the one-third have more input to them who do not know the full truth of, of, of the gospel. That's a good point. Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? So there's more people, but there's not more, uh, I call them the, the demons, there's not more of them. But yet they have, they're, they're reaching more power because of religion has held back the kingdom of God yeah. to actually infiltrate. And we are to change the culture. We're not to become part of the culture. Mm. We're to change the culture by our, our day-to-day living and, and witnessing by the government of God. Excellent. Exactly. So there's no more Excellent. increase of, of, of the darkness, actually, but it, it's possessing more people or influencing. They have an yeah. ear for that. Because they have lacked the truth. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what Satan is. He, he rocks us to sleep with religion and, and gets us neutralized, see, and yes. paralyzed, and, and doesn't change anything. We just go day to day with our religion. Yeah. Right. And then change it. Exactly. And so we wake up, right? Says, wake up. That's it. I, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> That's good. I was going to say, Lord, I said, say, as we go to break, Lord Jesus, wake us up. Amen. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. We'll be right back on Voice in the Kingdom. All right. And we're back with Voice in the Kingdom. Amen. We're back at it here. And Brother William Neff got it correct. Who did Jesus refer to as a fox? It was in Luke 13, 31 and 32. It was Herod that he referred to as a fox. So William Neff got his name into the drawing. Uh, we were going to the break talking about the church needing to wake up. The ecclesia needs to wake up. We're, we're, right, we're right on the verge of this thing. And uh, we got to come together and be awake uh, and be uh, ready for these, you know, again, these tricks, we, we know them because it's, it's, it's not new tricks. It's not new devils. It's the same third that fell all the way back then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> same one. That's it. That's exactly it. And that's why, yeah, that's why I believe the kingdom of God has, God has a remnant, like y'all been saying, has a remnant that's ready for this, this uh, new uh, wine that God is bringing to the body of Christ. And these trying times, see, and I, I think it's the new line always will be the kingdom of God. It's always new. Every morning we wake up, the kingdom of God is new. 
every morning. His mercies are new. The kingdom is fresh and new. It never grows old. And the answer, see, is the kingdom of God, the government of God. That's the answer to rebellion. That's the answer to all we see what's wrong in this world. It's God's divine government. That's why Jesus said, seek ye first. first. Now, he talked to his saints, right? He talked to his disciples. That's right. Seek ye first. He wasn't talking to the world. He was talking to those that were following him. Seek first. Don't worry about by first order your clothes, what you're going to eat, where you're going to live. With. Don't worry about that by first order. But by first order, make sure that my divine government is first and foremost in your heart. My priority is righteousness. Seek first his kingdom and his right to rule. Understand that I am the true king. Seek my purpose, my agenda first. All these things will be added unto you. Yeah. And see, we see that most of the body of Christ is out of order when it comes to pursuit of life. We're out of order. When we get God, we think we got a spiritual Santa Claus that he's going to beat all our needs now, what we want. <laughs> no, that's not how God operates. He said, seek first his agenda, his kingdom first. See, then all these things will be added to you. See, and a, a lot of times, you know, especially in the body of Christ, we got to make that transition from the paradigms of the world. See, I remember years ago when God told me to make a move, see, for him. People thought I was crazy because people don't move for God. They move for jobs and businesses and, you know, for wives and husbands and military. Who moves for God? That's <laughs> and right. I said, you mean tell me God told you? God? This is a foreign thing to the body of Christ. We got to get back where we're willing to do whatever God wants us to do. Right? Yeah. That's right. And I, my mentality is whatever it takes. See, whatever it takes, God, let's do it. And this is getting to know him, getting to know his spirit. Because there is a deceiver, and he can deceive. But God is, is trying to put us in the right position to be successful in his kingdom. But we've got to be willing to do whatever it takes. This is seeking first the kingdom, see? This is seeking, and we've got to teach our young people, look, don't go with this American thing about uh, I'm going to college. They don't know why you're going to college. Seek God first. Let him direct your path, right? Absolutely. When I was coming up, the whole thing about when you get out of school, go to college, go to college. No, nothing about acknowledge the Lord, pray, seek God, what he wants you to do. Didn't hear that at all. Yeah, I fell into <laughs> that most too. most kids don't. Yeah. Huh? I said, I fell into that too. Yeah, I understand that. Yes. And we, we get into these traps of, these, of doing stuff that's not the will of God, and then we create all these uh, Ishmaels, these fleshly agendas, and we lose money, come out of college, 40000 in debt, 60000 Oh, my God. Somebody teach me the way of the Lord. We teach our children to be patient. Let God's plans develop. You ain't in no hurry. Pray about where you're supposed to go, directions. You just don't automatically, I'm going to college. You pray and see what God wants you to do. Right? That's, That's right. Especially now with these demonic colleges we got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a, a lot of them. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, right. So I would, if I was a Christian parent, I would really have a long talk with my, my children when they graduate. Look, we need to find out. What's the purpose of God? That seeks first the kingdom. Yes. And I understand if you acknowledge God, the scriptures is clear. He yes. will direct your path. Yes, he does. He does. But all he needs is a little acknowledgement, don't you think, Miss Sean? Absolutely. It took me years of getting acknowledgement, but I got it. I mean, when he <laughs> when he drops something in your heart when you're 16 and you keep pursuing it, then well, you he, get detoured and yes. detoured and detoured. Uh -huh. And then I realize 
I better go back to the starting point. What he uh -huh. told me, and then when I did, the whole thing changed yeah. because I was fully That's submitted. Good. I let my my thinking just totally leave because it was not getting me anywhere, and it wasn't rewarding. So you know, and when he gives it to right. you, it it flourishes. But when you try to create it, you're on the treadmill. Right. <laughs> That's what happened to me. Yeah. And so when I realized, I relinquished it. I understand what the kingdom meant and what the what what it was defined and and how I was to live, and then. Uh, I acknowledged it and began to do it, and now I've not ever had to be on the treadmill ever again. That's it. And I don't want to be and there. That's it. I want to reflect his image. I want to reflect his knowledge. I want to reflect the way he yeah. wanted me to do, not the way I thought I had to do it. Uh -huh. Well, all this has had to do with seeking first the kingdom. You that's know what I'm right. saying? Exactly. Acknowledging the Lord in all your ways. Exactly. Proverbs 3. Acknowledging God in all your ways, and He will direct your path. Yes. So we cannot lean to our own understanding about things, because God knows things about our lives that we don't know. Right. right? That's right. He knew he about does. this hour in my life that I didn't know about years That's ago. That's right. He's already I had walked. No idea he's the walked our I've life done out. In the Lord was in His heart. He's actually walked each life out. He knows where the where the right. curves are and all that. Mm -hmm. And He can He can delay something, or He can speed it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I, I had to understand my purpose, and it wasn't right. it wasn't what I thought it was. It was to reflect him and his morals and his exactly. lifestyle and his his ruling and all that. So it's easy to submit than to be under the uh, toil of doing it all and works. <laughs> it gets very weary. Right. <laughs> but anyway, I'm happy. And, and we're not going to move well, his... I know it's break time, but we're going to seek first the kingdom and, and get some things changed. That's right. People have to understand that the kingdom is for them. He's yeah. with them now, and he's there to equip them. Yeah. We've we got a few more minutes. You, you, yeah. You're a little, bit ahead of the, you're a little bit ahead of the schedule on this one, but, but yeah, it, you well, know... Well, okay. Well, I'm, I'm adamant about training the next generation about seeking first and acknowledging yeah. the Lord, see, yes. because I believe within that will of God, see, when you when you're talk, talking about seeking first, within that will is everything they need, see, for life. Within that will of God, they're going to find their mate. They're going to get the right mate, and that's, that's, right. that's most important, <laughs> that you get the right mate. As you begin to pray, Father, I want your will in my life. Thy will be done in my life personally. See, within that, you're going to get the right mate. You're going to land up in the right place, the right job, the right career, whatever. Through that one acknowledgement and that one is seeking first. When he says first, now he's talking about top priority, most important. It's God's purpose for my life. And if we begin to teach our young people the way of the Lord again, see, it's going to change the landscape. And the reason why we see the landscape so corrupt and so crazy, see, because we took the word out. We took the will of God out. His will is his word, right? We took it out of schools. Took it off, of, I mean, out of our classrooms, right? That's took right. prayer and acknowledging God out. Took the word out. Took acknowledging God out. But see, in Christian school, where we are, first thing in the morning is the word of God. First thing in the morning is prayer, acknowledging That's right. God. That's right. First thing at our kingdom school. I call it kingdom school. And this allows God to set up his agenda, see, for their lives. As we open the word every morning, as we acknowledge God, teach them how to pray. I mean, I'm so impressed with these little kids, elementary kids. They pray better than I do, man. And they will hit that microphone, and they will pray. You hear me? Amen. And I said, that's most important, that they develop that lifestyle of communicating with God. Yeah. See, in our world, Satan has set up so much 
uh, 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 gadgets of communication, but who's talking to the Most High? That's right. That's right. So we got texting, we got all kind of social media stuff going on, all these trillions of words flying around this earth realm, see? That's right. And if none is, is coming from the origins of the Word of God, the breath of God, then it's all powerless. That's right. They have no power. Right? That's, a good That's point. right. Nothing yeah. but empty air. Nothing but a bunch of words that have no meaning, no power to them. But the Word of God is quick and it's powerful. powerful. And we teach our children, look, these words are quick and powerful, Jesus said. That's right. The words that I speak. <laughs> they exactly. are spirit and they are life. Right. And as we begin to teach our children, grandchildren, how to acknowledge the word of God, put it in their heart, the Lord is my shepherd. See, that's powerful. I teach them, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. They'll take stress right out of their life, take all this worry right out, because the Lord will provide for them. But faith comes by what? It comes by hearing. Yeah. By hearing. They got to hear the word of God. Yeah. This nation, we need the word of God. I know they say the old-fashioned the Bible. No, no, the word of God going to be here when we gone. Heaven and earth will pass away. My word. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you that this is what we need in our schools again. It's the word of God. Men and women who can speak the word of God in the ears of our children. Faith come by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. We can That's move why. these demons right out. See, these Absolutely. Demons. They fear the word of God. That's why the Bible says Satan come immediately for the word's sake, because he knows the potential and the power of the seed sown in a child's heart. Yeah, it will reproduce. Mm. Why y'all want to, you can't you can't open your Bible, you can't pray, you can't do this. Now in America, it's, it's coming more and more, but in most countries, see, they're suppressed when it comes to the Bible. Yeah, that's right. And it's tr it's trying to hit over here. That's right, That's because they know the real true power of the Bible. Um, yes. Yeah, we, do, we just don't, yes. I don't yes. think anybody's ever understood the principles of why God created man. He was to extend mm -hmm. himself here, his heavenly kingdom on this earth, and he uh, established a family of sons, right? right. Not servants, we're right. his sons. Yeah. See, a lot of times right. people misrepresent that. Uh, we're not subjects, mm -hmm. we're, we're his sons. And he, was, he wanted to have a commonwealth of citizens, right? I remember studying that with uh, Miles Monroe, you know? Yeah. Not just, not just Christians, yeah. but uh, a, common, you know, a commonwealth of, of citizens, all of us. Yeah. Mm. And we're all right. under a single government, his government. And he already made them. We, don't, we just have to, we have to understand and follow them. That's it. And it's relationship, right? Yeah. It's not like I have to go through all yeah. these things. I remember the creeds I did and all that other and uh, realized they're okay, but, you know, that really wasn't what he told me to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we to exercise our dominion and our power that he's given right. us because of who he is. Because of who he is. He gave us rulership right. over this earth. Let's not mess it up like uh, the third has already tried to do. Yeah, that's right. Man. <laughs> All right, and we are back with Voice in the Kingdom. Thank you, Anita. Heading into this last segment of this Tuesday morning. It's been a good one. I'm talking again on a Tuesday here about some kingdom principles and remembering whose we are. Amen. And uh, we've got uh, Brother Jeff Arrington on the phone, and we have Miss Charlotte here <laughs> in 
the studio and uh it, it really just comes back down to that you know we talked about you know we, we use that word citizenship a lot but when you're a citizen of something you know you know you're a citizen of that country and uh we're right. we're, we're citizens of that kingdom amen that's right i think about we're ambassadors right right yeah. uh, brother jeff that when you're ambassadors as we were taught you know we take our passport to the country you know but everything that country that we're from which is the kingdom of god backs us up no matter where we go that's it right i didn't understand that 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 is true (laughs) and and you see that's that's the mystery of the kingdom so it's given us it's given us to know the mysteries of this this kingdom jesus gave us to his disciples it's given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom but those that are without he's spoken in parables and to know, understand the kingdom, uh, even as Christians, you got to get close to Christ. You got to be a disciple. You got to get close to Him. Right. Just to learn and follow. And then He begins to reveal to you the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And there's, there's so many mysteries of the kingdom that will unlock in your life once you draw close to the King Himself. See, it's all about relational with Him, relationship. And that's what He was trying to convey to to Nicodemus. Look, you to understand me. You you gotta come close. <laughs> you gotta be born of the spirit and, and fellowship me in the spirit to know me. Yeah. And uh, in Ephesians three verse ten and at the Ecclesia it says that God had an intent and the intent was to the intent that now see, we're in a now season to the body of Christ until principalities and powers in the heavenly places yeah. might be known. See by the Ecclesia what we're revealing to them. It's like you said, the influence that we have with Almighty God. See, well, we, we're, they, they're knowing that, they, they're finding out that the true citizens of the kingdom, the true sons and daughters, have in, insight, they have uh, access to kingdom power, kingdom potential. See, according to God's eternal purpose, He wanted sons to, to receive an inheritance, see, yeah. uh, of this kingdom that they were able to, that we were able to implement on the earth now, not just when we get to heaven. See, and one thing about Satan, if he can't stop us, he'll deceive us into to see putting it all to when we get to heaven. That's, That's exactly right. No, no, no. The kingdom has yeah, come to us. Right. We don't need here. it when we get there, do we? We've got everything there. We need it here on this earth. That's it. In the earth. Yeah. To accomplish what he's told us to do. Yeah, and, and you made reference earlier about all the words that fly around in the air because of social media and all that stuff. Uh, what's a, a Ephesians 2 when it talks about the prince and the power of the air? That's not no coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it goes on to say in that scripture, it says, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. What are we in right now? Disobedience. There's a whole yeah. lot of disobedience going on. How are they spreading that message? Social media, power of the air. That's mm-hmm. why yes. radio station just like this one is so important to try to take claim of that air. That's right. Yeah, and, I, and I commend you that for that. And I was commending Ron Miller because anytime you, you know, you become a vehicle for the kingdom and for the word of God to travel, you're going to get a lot of resistance. Say you're going to try to dry it out, starve it out, whatever. Oh, yes. A lot of resistance. But, your, but the faith in God there keeps it alive. And God will keep providing because it's a kingdom vehicle. See? Yeah, amen. And I and I know it's a lot of resistance, see, to to, to kingdom radio, kingdom uh, churches, kingdom schools. They're going to be resistant because we're clashing with another foreign, see, power. Yeah, and that's what you're talking about. The the, the, the spirit of disobedience is anti-Christ. 
And I just like to encourage you guys that, that has this radio show, keep sowing the word, keep putting the word on the airways. Because God's truth is so much greater than the lies of the devil. Amen. Amen. The truth of God's word is so much more powerful yes, than the is. words of Satan that is not even close. That's true. So um, may we continue to fill the airways with the Word of God. Right. Um, I was just going to uh, ask, oh, well, I was not going to ask you, I was going to, you know, the scripture in Luke, uh, Luke 22, 29, where he said this, he said that he had conferred unto us what his Father has given to him, you know, that we have that. And, you know, you have to believe what he says. And it says, I appoint unto you a kingdom as my Father has appointed unto me. So he's given that to us. We have it if we chose, if we choose to under, not understand, but actually we just receive it, just like we received our salvation. I just said, yes, I want that. And I began to pursue what salvation was and, and realizing that he says, and, I, and, and then I found the scripture in 22, uh, verse 29. It says, and I appointed to you a kingdom as my father hath appointed unto me. So he gave that to me if I was willing to receive it and I believe, and you believe what you believe, and then you do what you believe, right? Amen. Right. So we're, you know, it's it's not a really. Well, you're breaking up pretty bad. I didn't I didn't catch much of that, but. Oh, I, uh, I was just using the scripture in Luke twenty two twenty nine, and I appoint unto you a kingdom as my Father hath appointed unto me. Yes. When I found that scripture, and I began to go through the whole, whole uh, from the beginning to the end. Of the of the word, yeah. and and I and I, you know, and he knows when the time will come when this gospel has been preached. But was the gospel of the kingdom? It was a religious gospel, right? So it has sure. not it has not reached the uh, the earth. So we're not going anywhere. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, you know, there's still time. That's right. To right. pursue and accomplish our destiny. Well, brother Jeff, we're approaching the last couple of minutes here, brother. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to close out with? Well, speaking to the remnant again, like I said, is, is given unto us to know the mysteries yes. of, of this marvelous, Amen. marvelous kingdom that Mr. Alves was talking about. And it even says, God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom of God. It's the answer. Uh, uh, You're hearing me all, you know, talk about government and kingdom, but that's what I was birthed in. That's what God trained me in, in, in this realm. So the answer is always going to come back to uh, the government of God and who's going to rule our lives, see. Yeah. Is it going to be self-government or God's government? Well, in the beginning, it was God's government before Adam sinned. It was in perfect harmony, flowing under the rule of God. Then here comes Lucifer with his agenda. Through the whole thing and out of order. Yeah. But Christ has come, and let me know, he's the axe. He's, he's come to put the axe to the root of these trees. It's not bringing forth the fruit that God wants. Hallelujah, that he might sow a new crop. And uh, you can become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen. Just by receiving the Lord. So the uh, body of Christ, God is study, equipping us, bringing us into that unity of the faith. And what he wants on earth is the same thing as in heaven. Oneness, unity. And, and this is where uh, the, the Spirit of God is here on the earth, changing our hearts and locking us in with the Lord and causing us to be one with him. Yeah. There's a great calling out right now, calling out of our paradigms, our old ways of thinking and giving place uh, to the Holy Spirit who will bring us into Christ more and more and more from glory to glory. So I've enjoyed the day again with you, 
with uh, Quincy and Miss Charlotte. I enjoyed it. I love discussing the Word of God, sharing the Word of God, because it's eternal, and uh, it changes lives, and it casts out devils. Amen, brother. Amen. That's right. Amen. Well, we enjoy having you. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll look forward to next week. And, uh, Brother Jeff, we, we always appreciate you. Well, all right, brother, but y'all be blessed, okay? All right, you too. Amen. All right. And uh, Miss Charlotte, here in these last couple of minutes, uh, do you have anything else that you want to close out with? Well, I just say the opportunity is there. Yes. For all people. It's not who you, it's not where you came from, but it's where you can go. That's it. You know, and you can advance yourself through the kingdom of God, of the knowledge and the wisdom of the Lord. Yeah. And you can accept that. Right. And then you begin to study his word. He's giving you a roadmap yeah. or he's giving you actually his warranty and his guarantee. Yeah. That's what the Bible is. That's this it. is my warranty. If you do these things, I have this for you. Right. And uh, I always go back. The Old Testament really built it on what was to come ahead. And I always remembered there was when we when we came to Joshua and Caleb, uh, that, to me, they all had the vanguard spirit. Yeah. Joshua kind of ruled there. But uh, Caleb was the one that says, we're well able. Yeah. And we are well able. Yeah. He understood it. He didn't look at the giants. He looked at at the inheritance. At the and the promise, yeah. Right. But yeah. he actually looked at his inheritance. And when yeah. he got old, he said, God, I want my mountain. And he went after his mountain. He didn't, he didn't and God hadn't forgotten it. Yeah. He was just waiting for him to ask him and appoint him where it was. And he went to that mountain and, re, and he retrieved his inheritance. Yeah. And all that was in that mountain was nothing great, but it was inheritance of his family members and that, that they had, uh, they had treasures there, not, not, but they were treasures that they were buried in his inheritance. And yeah. that was his. Yeah. And we all have that. It's just the fact that we haven't really wanted to give up. He says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. That submitting is a, is a difficulty. That is. And it's when difficult. I learned to do it, it took a lot of trauma to me. Yeah. But I learned it wasn't because of what God did, because of decisions I made. Yeah. So I, I, that's what I, I can but say today. Being, being submitting, though, that was worth it. Right. right. Get your inheritance. Yeah. Or you can, you can die from this earth and get none of it. That's it. Good stuff. Miss Charlotte, thanks for coming on. We were appreciative of Brother Jeff being on as well. And yes, we look I forward, enjoy him. Great. Look forward. We love you. We are appreciative of you. Uh, we are listener-supported, and we don't take that lightly. And we don't take lightly our mandate to teach and point out uh, to seek first the kingdom. All right. Thanks for listening. And this has been Voice in the Kingdom.